Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Deuteronomy 111 said a thousand times greater. I got a thousand times greater seed in my hand. It's coming back a thousand times greater. In Jesus' name, I break the power of the devil. And I claim what I believe. And I loose the angels of heaven. Go get my harvest. Bring it to me now. 15,000, 20,000. Tell God what you need. A million dollars. I don't care. Tell God you got a million dollar need. I don't know. You got to get out of debt. Get your needs met. Tell the Lord. I believe I receive right now in Jesus' name. And I loose the angels. Go get my stuff. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we're in a really good thing here. Um, Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6. Leave that up there, though. See unto him. We're starting a, well, I didn't know this, but we're starting a brand new series. Um, (laughs) Miss Kathy was laughing. No, we were together. Uh, I went into prayer. And the Lord, yesterday, the Lord told me, he said, um, he said, you need to teach my people how to minister under the Lord. And I said, okay. That was Tuesday. Tuesday I was driving and we were talking. That was Tuesday. And I was like, teach my people how to minister unto the Lord. They don't know how to do it. When I came in here today and Miss Kathy was in prayer and she said, Pastor Chris, I got the scriptures about ministering to the Lord. And I said, well, we must be on the same page in the Holy Ghost. And I said, God was preaching confidence on Wednesday. And God said, no, 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 get rid of that. Yes, sir. <laughs> and he said, teach my people how to minister to the Lord. And I was walking in the building today, and the Lord spoke to my heart. Bless me. He said, your life, you, when I answer you, here's how he said it. When, when I answer your prayers, that brings joy to your life. But when you minister to the Lord, that brings joy to me. And I said, well, God, you know what? Let's bring joy to you. Because ministering to the Lord is a key to bring in joy to the Lord. And one of the things that the Lord really pressed my heart, he said, teach them the art. I said, the art? It sounds kind of wild sometimes. You know, you get these things in your belly, you know, you're kind of listening to the conversation inside. He said, teach them the art of ministering to the Lord. I said, okay, let's go. Because I mean, you know, ministering to the Lord, and we'll talk about it next couple of weeks, because if you don't know how to minister to the Lord, you might be missing something in your walk with God. And these are stuff we don't talk about no more in church. You know, Brother Hagin taught us, because we were sitting, you know, sitting in Ramah, you heard it, you know, ministering to the Lord. And I said, well, okay. And you learned how to do it. And sometimes in church, you don't learn these things, and you got to learn how to do them. And sometimes we forget them. And that's what we were talking about. I said, I forget to do it. But when the Lord quickens you, how many know you get, you get ready to start learning how? Because here's the thing. This is how this catalyst of this really started. Every promise has pain. Every vision's got pain. Most people don't like the pain. That's why they quit. And most people don't like the pain so much, they quit. And then I was kidding with the ladies. I said, then they usually get mad at me because they think I'm the source of their demise. But really, I'm the source of your success. But you get mad at the person that's trying to take you. So trust me. God told me a long time ago, they got mad at Moses and they got mad at Aaron. And trust me, they're going to get mad at you. Because I'm trying to take you and deliver you. I'm trying to bring you to a promised land. You know what I mean? They love Jesus one day, they're hanging them the next. You know what I mean? So sometimes you get mad at the deliverer because I'm just trying to take you from one dimension to another. So I'm okay with it. But I want you to understand it, that pain is connected to promises. And when pain is connected to promises and pain is connected to vision. So when you start going after something, it's going to start costing you something. And when it starts costing you something, that's when sometimes you get a little weary in it and you don't know how to maintain and what God has given me and you to alleviate the pain in the process is his presence. But if you don't know enough to get in the presence of God, you're going to get weary out there by yourself. So your time with God is not wasted. It's a necessity. Because it's not meant for you to navigate the spiritual kingdom of the earth without the tools that the kingdom has given you to maintain. You, you kind of get that? You understand what I mean with So you're going after these promises and you're going after this stuff, and now you get the pressure of going after it, 
And sometimes it gets cloudy in the seasons of life. And if you don't know how to posture yourself in, in this place of his presence, you're going to get weary out there. And you can almost get to the point where it becomes too um, pressure-filled or whatever it is. And you rather, sooner or later, you start going, forget it. I don't think I need the promise. If this is the process, I like to try to get out of it. I'm okay with living without it. But how many know you can't live without it? You got to get it. So God has given you the source of success being his presence. But if you don't know how to get in there, man, it's going to get weird. And I, and I, and I said something um, to yesterday. It's the qualifier, uh, and I'll, I'll get it for next week, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess it up, but I'll give it to some of you. Um, you'll, some of you will see it before others, but it's all right. It's in the quietness of God's presence is where he processes you because he wants to, because see, here's the thing, in that quiet season of life, he's trying to see if you're really there for him or for what you can get. And when you're in that quiet place, his presence is the only thing that could kind of keep you comforted because it's lonely. And in the lonely, it's kind of quiet. But God just wants to know in the lonely quietness that you could still maintain consistency of seeking his presence. Because I ain't going to get stuff. I'm just coming to see you. And he qualifies you in the darkness because he, because you're coming out. But you got to come out after the process. So this quiet season of life isn't a punishment. It's a promotion. But if you don't navigate the promotion, you might get bitter in the process. Because you don't understand why I'm in here. But you're in here to qualify. And you qualify for a relationship. See, you've, look, you've already positionally qualified for righteousness. You've received it. We're beyond that with God. God's in beyond acceptance. God's in a relationship now. Now he's going to somewhere where, where most people don't tread to be the friend of God. Because people think God, they're God's friend. They don't even hear God. Half the people you know don't even know who God is. God stopped talking to them a decade ago because they don't obey in the earth. See, most people don't understand this. Your obedience level in the earth has something to do with what you're going to get from heaven. Hands down, man. You understand what I mean by that? You understand what that means? See, again, that's why God wants to see if you're going to, you're going to follow the instruction. Instruction leads you to promotion. So that's the thing with God. He qualifies you in the earth for what heaven will give you. That's why you position yourself right. So that's, that's neither here nor there. But it's very important because you have to understand something that if I don't know how to minister to the Lord, these promises are going to get heavy. He said, take my yoke upon you, my burden's easy and light. Yeah, I know that, God. But to get them promises to come to pass, there's pain connected to them. Ain't nobody going to tell you no different. There's pain on this stuff. Pain is usually the process of time. And if you don't know what to do in the time, you're going to screw it up. Because you're going to get mad. That's what Mark chapter 4 is all about. You get bitter. Why you get bitter? You get angry because the affliction, persecution comes for the word's sake. That promise has pressure in it. That's the only way to develop it. But if you take the pressure and put it in his presence, you're going to learn how to start praising him. And you're going to learn how to cultivate relationship. And now the relationship is going to be the catalyst for every season of your life. Because it don't make no difference what I'm hanging on to or what I'm going through. I know how to get into his presence. And if I could cast my care upon the Lord and get in his presence, ain't nothing going to mess me up. Because I'm not worried about what's going on with the promise coming to pass. I'm just hanging out in his presence. And I don't, I'm like, whatever, God, that's neither here nor there. I'm coming to see you. The stuff will show up in due time. I don't even care about the stuff. Bump the stuff. I need sanity in the moment. And when you go in there, you know what I'm saying, and you get in the presence of the Lord, this is how you understand that ministering to the Lord is key because here's the thing. If we don't know how to do it, life's too pressure-filled. And now you're starting to navigate on your own out here in the spirit, and you don't know how to get in and get under to get God's presence. So how do I minister to the Lord? Well, why does I got to minister to the Lord? Because that's in his presence where he's going to speak to you. 
And he's going to speak to you. I don't know what he's going to talk to you about, but I know this. If you can get into his presence, you're going to find everything you need. And there's ways to get into God's presence. But you can't just come in. This church is messed up. You know, I'll come to God the way you want to come to God. God told you how to come to him. Don't complimentate it. Just go to God the way he told you. But it's how we do it in the church. I don't know how they do it in the church. Do it how they told you to do it in the Bible. Okay? So in this series, just know this. I'm cultivating relationship. Because God, what, what is this? You know, we got church like you go to God and you ask for stuff and you get stuff. You know what I mean? You go to God, you ask for stuff, you get stuff. You kind of ask for stuff, you get stuff. Man, that, that ain't it. It's relationship. You go and get in his presence. And you spend time with him and you fellowship with him. And then all the stuff comes, that's bonus. I'm just going in there to hang out with God. That's why I ask God a bunch of questions. So we're going to get into this thing, all right? Go to Ephesians 6, 18. And we're going to write all these scriptures down. Because God has given you different types of prayer to get things done in your life. Is that all right? Ephesians 6, 18, it says this. It says, praying always. And then we're going to look in the NIV, if we got that in the NIV. After this, praying with all prayer, and everybody say supplication. That's just a different kind of prayer. That's all it is. In the spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Okay? You got the NIV? If you got it, it'd be great. Um, it just says it just a little. I think I got it in here, too, just in case if we don't have it. But I know we do. I think we do. You got it? Great. It says pray with all yeah, okay, here. What does it say? Okay. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. See how it says different kinds of prayers? Brother Hagin said this. He said, you can't play baseball with football rules. You know what I'm saying? There's different kinds of praying. The prayer of faith, you can't pray like the prayer of worship. Prayer of faith believes it receives when it prays. So there's rules. It says all kinds of prayer. What? With this mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So there's, everybody say this. There's different kinds of prayer. And you got to learn how to pray. Because if you don't know how to pray, God ain't going to answer you. Not because he's a big meanie, just because you don't know how to access. If you don't pray with no faith, God ain't going to answer you. He don't have to. See, then God say, but why don't God hear me? Because you don't pray right. That's what I'm not being mean. You got to know how to pray. You know what I'm saying? Now, that's one thing to go in there and just talk to God. That's cool. But if you want to exchange from God, you got to pray right. That's the way it works. So we might as well learn the benefits of prayer. But maybe we'll probably leave here and wind up talking about prayer, but who knows where we go. Write this down. Prayer is a spiritual exercise. Spiritual exercise. You get that? What do you mean a spiritual exercise? Well, you got to start doing spiritual exercise. Some of you... You fat in the flesh. Don't get mad at me. Don't write me a letter. I ain't saying you big. If prayer is spiritual, don't, everybody's like, he just called me fat? No, I didn't call you fat. <laughs> Calm down, man. I ain't mean. But you know what I'm saying? If prayer is spiritual exercise, what do you look like in the spirit? Well, I ain't been praying. Then you fat. <laughs> you better get praying, man. Well, I don't know how. Well, praise God, you go to relevant. I'm going to teach you how. Amen? And I ain't going to teach you. I ain't going to teach you the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer ain't even New Testament scriptural. I got in trouble for that one time. I said that. Somebody got mad. <laughs> now I lay me down to sleep. I pray to the Lord my soul to keep. <laughs> that ain't scriptural, bro. You know what I'm saying? The Lord's Prayer ain't even scriptural. I got in trouble with that one because I, I said, you ain't using the name of Jesus. That thing. Somebody, I'm going to get mad at you. Get mad all you want. It ain't scriptural. It's biblical, but it ain't scriptural prayer to the point where I want to exchange. What do I mean? It didn't say pray. It says, the Bible says pray in the name of Jesus. Get legal. Let me tell you something. You're going to court a law and you don't have your dots dotted, they don't accept it. You know what I'm saying? You can't just go in there and say, well, this would happen. The judge don't listen to that nonsense. Prove it. You know what I'm saying? You need to pull up your Bible. Court, uh, excuse me, Your Honor, according to uh, Mark, uh, the Apostle Mark, <laughs> Mark 11, 23, and jurisdiction over here, 24, scriptural proof and evidence. If I say I believe, I receive. I receive what I say. Go in there legal. 
or they lay me down to sleep, dumb, goofy prayers. Now I lay me down to sleep. If I die, I ain't dying, shut up. Pray these fat baby angel prayers. That's stupid too. You know, Cupid, bing, 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 little bing, bing, bing. Angels like nine foot, 12 foot, wielding sword angels. They got fat little babies. Bing, 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 naked baby. I don't want no naked baby protecting me. It's just stupid stuff oh, with wings. A fat baby with a little Cupid, little thing, bing, bing, bing. Flying around protecting you. Who wants that nonsense? I want a 12-foot giant with a sword. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Where we get these ideas? You know what I mean? Pray, oh, thou heavenly father in heaven. Oh, hominous, pominous, puppety do you. Come on, bro. God, I got problems, man. Where you at? God's like, I'm trying to help you, but you've got to get scriptural. You got to get word-based. You got to get word. Well, you know, I think I believed I received. Now, you ain't getting nothing you think you believed you received. You know, Brother Hagin used to make me laugh when he'd be telling these stories. He'd go down to prayer line, and he said, when I go to churches, he goes, he'd say, you believe the Lord's going to heal you? He goes, I'm a-hoping. He goes, go sit down. <laughs> and I'm a-hoping ain't going to get you nothing. You know what I mean? He said, tells that story. He had one guy coming there. He said, praying with the, about getting filled with the Holy Spirit. He went down the line, and he prayed, and he said, are you going to get filled with the Spirit? He goes, I'm a-hoping so. He goes, you're going to have to stay for a couple more meetings, sir. Go sit down. And he came back each night, and by the end of the conference, he said, I'm ready tonight. Just lay your hands on me. I'll get it. And he said, you've got to get faith built by teaching. Amen? So you just can't uh, winging it. And, I'm, you know, prayer became like shooting craps. Half of them get in. Half of them don't get out. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. You know what I'm talking about. Hey, one of them might get through. Then you got all this goofiness about prayer. If you could get 9,000 people to pray, we can bombard heaven. And heaven, the wheel of heaven will flow and God will. Come on, man. God just wants faith. You know what I'm saying? So you get these ideas. And listen, I understand corporate prayer. Please understand me. But all kinds of prayer. All kinds of prayer. So there's different kinds of prayer. All right? So here we go. Prayer is a spiritual exercise. Prayer, write this down. Prayer is fellowshipping with God and getting into his presence. Fellowshipping with God and getting into his presence. Psalm 22.1. Psalm 22.1. We're going to read the first three verses of Psalm 22. Write that down. Oh, it's kind of funny with that, right? Little, little angels. Somebody's going to write me a letter. Pastor Chris, I got a tattoo of a fat angel on my arm and it's Quiet. Come on, stop. I'm just kidding. You've offended me about my fat angel on my arm. Be quiet. My God, my God, why is that? How many feel this? My God, my God, why is thou forsaken me? How many of you have actually prayed that prayer? Don't raise your hand. Why are thou so far from God, why are you so far? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? Oh, my God. And from the words of my roaring. <laughs> How many of you have been roaring at Jesus lately? Come on, somebody. Amen. God, I've been roaring. Right? God, where are you? Did you shut down heaven? Is heaven is heaven closed? I thought heaven was like 7-Eleven. It's open every 24 hours a day. No, it's not. It's not Waffle House. Okay. Oh, my God. I cry in the daytime. You don't hear me. And in the quiet of the night season, you you I'm not silent, but you are. He's saying, I'm loud and you quiet. Why? Now, watch this. He's saying, I'm crying, I'm roaring, I don't hear you. I'm in a night season, which means it's quiet on my side, and you silent. I don't know what's going on. Something ain't right. Don't feel right, but it is what it is. Look at verse 3. But thou art holy, and thou inhabits the praises of Israel. That's what it says. God inhabits the praises of his people. So praise, write this down, praise is going to give me access to God no matter what's going on in my life. Praise, God inhabits. And you can pull up a different translation, but it still says pretty much the same thing. I checked them all. Praise, God inhabits. But say God inhabits the praises of his people. But let me show you something now about praise. Boy, when it's going good, you sure can shout, can't you? Hey! 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 But boy, when it's bad, you sure sound like a mouse. Creak, 
Squeak, squeak, squeak. Oh, when you're on top, when you're on top, boy, you got to shout. Right? Well, they ain't working out. You're like, I don't know, maybe I'll praise you. See what I'm saying? See, you can't get, you can't, you can't get, see, praise gets you access to God's presence. So he said what? He said, come, come, come into my courts. Thanksgiving. Bring me some praise. Amen. Right? He said, come on in there. Give me some thanks and give me some praise. See, write this down. Gratitude, gratitude will open the gates of heaven. Gratitude. People need to be grateful. You need to be grateful. Gratitude. I said this the other day, a week ago or so, I said, your sacrifice is the greatest aroma heaven will ever smell. That's what I sent you. But I'm telling you, I got it a week ago. Somebody said something about sacrifice. I said, sacrifice is the greatest aroma heaven will ever smell. Your sacrifice. It's your reasonable act of worship. That's your Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice. Which is holy, unbelievable, reasonable, acceptable unto his sight. And he says, be not conformed, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's your reasonable act of worship, Amplified Bible says. What is the renewing of the mind? Really, you want to know what it is? You want to know what it is? Sacrifice of your life. Present your body a living sacrifice. That means you, you alive and you sacrifice a praise anyway. I give it to you even when I don't feel like giving you praise because you deserve it. That's why, that's why when we come in here on Sunday, it's ridiculous. Sunday morning worship, I don't want to come out. They're like, come out early. I'm like, what for? Those people would get me down. Say, well, Pastor Chris, don't come out early because you people would jack me up. I told the praise team, God bless you guys. You deserve a, you, they deserve a medal. I, I got a Nerf gun. Because of all you people. I said, I'd shoot them in the head with the Nerf gun. You ever see some of these people's face? I ain't worshiping God. Come on, man. I know if you don't know, that's one thing. But if you know, that's not, that's not right. I come out ready. I ain't playing. Come out here let your atmosphere mess me up. I'll change the atmosphere when I get out here. I'm not saying you. You know what I'm saying? But you ever see people say, well, I'm going to give God a half hand. Give God a half a hand. God bless you, Brent. I don't know how you do it. I'd come off the stage, hit him with a shoe in the head, and then go back up there and say, bro, you better worship the Lord. You should be dead right now. You alive. We should be so lit in this place when we come in here on Sunday morning, Wednesday night. You should have two tippy toes in the air, your hands up. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, you little baby. Why, you didn't get your little thing this week? You're like, oh, God, I'm so mad. I didn't get what I was. I'm not going to praise you today. Shut your mouth. You should be burning in hell. You ain't going to give God praise? Are you out of your mind? Oh, you got a little rough week. Oh, you had a rough week. Oh, poor little buttercup. You had a rough week. Why don't we nail you up on the cross and let you hang up there to die? Tell me how rough that was. Oh, you don't like me. I don't really care. Look, I didn't come here running a popularity contest. Listen to what I'm saying. This is the problem. Well, if I like the music, I work. We ain't, man. And then them jokers came like, I don't know if I like the songs. We ain't singing to you anyway. Shut up. <laughs> I don't like the music. We ain't singing to you anyway. This ain't like Casey Kasem's top ten. Give me your greatest hit. I had this one joker at the beginning of the church. Remember that dude? He's like, I'd like to make some requests of what worship songs I'd like to hear. I'm like, bro, yeah, serious. Remember that one, cat? You know who I'm talking about, too. He wanted to put his requests in. What do you want to hear? I'm like, bro, number one, you can't sing. And number two, we ain't singing to you anyway, bro. So put the list away. I barely got saying the list. You know, I'm like, sing what you feel. I feel it, but you know what I'm saying? Come in here with like half, half a finger in here. We worry, I worship you. Almighty God, there's none like you. I don't feel like worshiping you, so I'm not going to God. That is what I'm going to do. I'm going to smack you in the head. going to worship God. I ain't got nothing to praise God about. You better believe you got something to praise God about. It could be worse. Oh, you didn't get your little promise? Oh, buttercup, I'm so sorry. It's come, come on, stop it. We fickle, and we are at, we get weird with this. Well, God, it's good. You get all my praise. God, it ain't good. It be like this. Hands up. Love you. I don't like you now. Hands up. I love Hand down. Hand up. Hand down. Hand up. Hand down. Hands up. Hand down. Hey, well, half hand. Well, I'm halfway there. 
and God's on truth. And we, yeah, well, you know, I'm tired. <laughs> Go to bed early. I'm being serious, man. I'm being straight, right? My life ain't good. We better got more to praise God about. Praise God about God, God making it better. Could be worse. I'm not picking on you. Understand I love you. I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at all the people ain't here. <laughs> Hopefully they listen to podcasts and get rebuked. You know what I'm saying? Come in here with that attitude. Oh, some of you people funny. You know? Not you guys, but some of the people that visit. Look, you watch one more time. I'll make you stay another 15 minutes. I got all day. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? How long is worship? <sighs> really? How long is worship going to be? Definitely, they worship God for a half hour. We should worship God for four days, let alone a half hour. Let me tell you, and the church ain't helping. Let me tell you, in the modern day church, they ain't helping nobody, bro. 15 minutes. Did you like it? Was it good? Would you like a Coke with that? We got popcorn in the lobby. You could bring it while you're worshiping God. You could have one hand in the bucket and one hand in the air. Because that's how you're worshiping God anyway. One-handed worshipers. One-handed worshipers. We think we're out at the rock concert. I must hand you all lighters. You go back to the 80s. Jesus. Jesus, I praise you. Come on, man. You get what I'm saying? He wants praise legit. He wants you to come in. Look, man, let me, okay, let me give you the first secret about God's presence. Okay, you ready? He knows what you're thinking in your heart, silly. He's God. You're like, oh, God, I got God snow today. I'm going to give him the bowl. Yeah, God, yeah, well, I'll lift my hands in here. He'll believe it. <laughs> it's God, bro. You don't think he knows? You don't think he knows? Lip service. Come on, man. Go in there and say, God, God, help me, man. I need help. Jesus, let me lay on the altar. Burn me. Sacrifice. Living sacrifice. Woo! Consume me, Lord. I don't know what you got to get, but get your head in the thing. Glory to God. Get in there and worship the Lord. If you can go in there and worship him, worship him good. Give him one good song and say, God, this one I got. I got one good song, but I'm going to give you two feet and two hands in the air, and I'm going to get my eyebrows up there to get it. Come on. I'm getting this thing, amen? Why is it so important? Listen to this. If you want to get into God's presence, you have to get into praise. That's prayer. It was said that praise is the highest type of prayer. Did you hear that? Yeah. Somebody said it. You want to see it? Go to 1 Timothy 2 and 1. 1 Timothy 2 and 1. We're going to read two scriptures. You doing all right? You guys are doing good, right? That's funny, though. Ain't we like that, though? God, when it's good, I'm going to go to church and give you praise. If it ain't good, I'm not going. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Or we come in here. Man, God, God only wants. Man, can you imagine this? You spend, you spend every day with God. Man, get in this presence and give him what you got. Man, look at this. You happy? You're not, I'm not rebuking you, am I? If I am, don't raise your hand. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplication, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. You get that? Supplication, prayers. You can go back. Just let me say it. Supplication, it's a form of prayer. Prayer, intercession. Intercession is intercession on behalf of another. We'll talk about all types of prayer. We should do prayer sermon. We'll do like, maybe, maybe after this summer or in the summer, I'll do, I'll do like the whole prayer thing. Like what is, what is intercession? What is the whole thing? If top of the prayer bottom. Giving the thanks. I'm going to say giving the thanks. That's the praise part. Be made for all men. And especially, keep going. Watch this one. And especially for kings and all them that are in authority. And that's what I was trying to tell you the other day. You got to pray for everybody in authority. You got to. Biblical. You might not like everybody, but praise God, you got to pray for them. You know, and don't, you know what I'm saying? It's true. I'm just telling you, man, when I came in the kingdom, we, I got saved in 94. Every president since, I pray for them. Like them, don't like them, love them, whatever. The city officials, all authority came from God, man. So you got to do your thing. You, you do, you know, like, man, I was even, like, authority. You ever get, have weird authority? Oh, my God, I had weird authority I had to submit to. I got in trouble. Even in town, we had that one little thing, and they were wrong. 
Dennis knows we all, they were wrong, man. They were all goofy. I was like, these people are evil, man. I still got to pray for them. I felt like praying fire come down at the sky and burn everybody. That was my first prayer. <laughs> and Miss Kathy and my mom just straightened me out. <laughs> my, my first prayer is burn everybody. <laughs> yeah, I messed up, man. If God can use me, trust me, he can use all you people. I'm just letting you know it's God's honest truth. I'm like, God, can we just burn somebody just a little bit? Not like fire, like not like consume them, but like me, like just like fringe them. You know what I'm saying? You ever like get like you like the barbecue and you 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 gotta get your eyebrows a little bit? You know what I'm saying? Do that like and you go whoa 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 something got burned whoa. You ever do that? You know what I'm saying? Like the smoke comes out and you're like whoa. You smell something burn? I used to have hair. I used to know what this was like. Now it's my eyebrows are burning. I go whoa hey. Hey, okay, yeah, that was burnt. Yeah, something burnt. Something, yeah, something burnt. It's probably me. All right, arm hairs, singe. Just a little bit of like, something like that. That'd be nice. Lightly toasted. I like that. Can we use that? God, can we lightly toast some people? Just a little bit. Then he goes, go back to your praise closet, Sarno. You're not finished. Okay, thank you, God. That we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all goodness and honest. What's he saying? Honesty. We may lead a quiet and peaceful life. So what do we do? We do our part by giving a thanks. Right? Look at Philippians chapter 4. You okay? 4 and 4. You know what it says? It says rejoice. And again, always. Rejoice in the Lord and always. And again I say rejoice. Get some joy. Look at your neighbor and say get some joy. You know, they would say, tell your face, get some joy. Somebody got to get, I'm mad. I'm so mad. I'm mad. Why are you mad? I don't know. I'm just mad. Why are you mad? But I don't know. I'm mad. <laughs> Bro, I was at the daycare. When was I at the daycare? That one Saturday morning? No, that one morning I stood there. Them parents are all mad. Half them people mad. Come on. Little kid getting dragged. I was like, what you mad about? I did a whole thing on Instagram. I went on Instagram. I said, all you people better stop being nice. Y'all mean. Dragging these kids. Come on. Little, little Tommy's got his book bag. He getting dragged. <laughs> he's a kid just happy he's going to school. Mom and dad just shot out screaming at everybody. Screaming at one another. Screaming all day long. Thank God they got Miss Flo to look at. She make you happy. You go over there with the babies. Man, God, the whole place is happy. But I'm just telling you, some of you need, some of you need an adjustment in your face. Yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I can say this. I'm allowed to. It's my pulpit, my mic. I'm doing what I want. <laughs> yeah, my chairs. It's God's house, but praise God. I, you know what I mean. I say what I want to say. Now, some of you need to tell your face. You hear, so tell your face. I'm gonna be happy every day. Cause don't be grumpy. There ain't no reason to be grumpy. You know, one day I was in Bible school. You want to hear a great story? I, I'm in the same apartment for two years. Right? Same steps. Same door. Same room. Same stuff. Jerry, I go to school one day, and the Lord goes like this to me. What's the matter with you? I go, that, that could be a long list, God. Like, where do you want me to start? Like, what I was just thinking about? Like, what? You know? <laughs> like, where where you want this to go? There's a wide range here, God. This could be all day. This could be short and sweet. Like, what do you mean? Like, what's wrong with you right now? He's like, no. He goes, let me ask you a question. He goes, what has changed from yesterday, today, the day before, the week before? You get in the same routine. You know, you get up, you go to school, you come home, you go to prayer school, you go to work, you do your thing. Same routine. But one day you're up, one day you're here, one day you're there. Only thing that changes is you. He goes, I change not. But you keep changing with the circumstances of life. And this is what he told me, never forget it. He said, I don't have no blue Mondays. I said, what do you mean you don't got no blue money? He goes, no. He goes, no, 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 no. He said, I died to give you love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. Now it's up to you whether you're going to walk in them or not. You choose to walk in or choose not to walk in them. That's your call. But you got access to them every day of your life. It's the choices you're making determining the life you're living. That's why I'm up all the time. I don't let myself get down. Go encourage yourself. People say, you up every day? Every day. Ready to go. Why? You got to tell your body what to think. Tell your mind how to react. Tell your mouth smile. Tell your mouth, praise God. I'm going to praise come out my mouth. You set the tone of your life. You don't let your life set the tone of you. You get up every day. Come on. You understand what I'm saying? It's cloudy. I don't care. 
Come on, you understand? Clouds don't make you grumpy. Come on, spiritual condition. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Man, have a strong spirit. Walk around, mess people up. Go by, hey! People like, whoa, what are you on? The Holy Ghost, what you on? You know what I'm saying? Like, whoa, you're like in high intensity. Yeah, you should be. What, are you supposed to be dead and in a box? Got to have life coming out of you. Look what he says here. He says, rejoice in the Lord, and again I say rejoice. Now, I'll keep going. Watch this. Let your moderation be made in all men. Let your moderation be made unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Now, here comes six. Everybody say six. Six is going to help you. Don't be anxious for nothing, the Amplified Bible says. Don't be careful. Don't carry care. Cast your care. Cast your care. You don't carry them. You cast them. You cast your care. What you going to do about them anyway? You can't fix them. And here's the problem. While you're in depression, remember, this is a million-dollar nugget. When you are in the pressure of your care, you cannot get out of it. That's why you got to cast it. Because you can't fix some stuff overnight. It's going to take time. And I don't like the time it takes to fix some stuff. That's why you got to have God's presence so you can alleviate the pressure. And then you forget it. But then sooner or later, you almost forget about it. You're like, oh, what's that thing again? Don't go looking for it. Leave it there. You casted it. Leave it. Don't go back and get it. Be careful. Everybody say, don't take no care. Don't be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about nothing. But in everything. 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 With prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Tell God and thank him. Why are you thanking him? Because you know he's the only one that can handle them. Thank you, God. What would you do if you didn't have God? You'd have no hope in the world, the Bible says, Ephesians chapter 2. But you got God. Come on, somebody. Ain't like God's freaking out in heaven. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? <laughs> God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit looking down on your life. Whoa, Jesus. Jesus. You better get God. I don't know what we're going to do here. He's like, bro, look, man, I made the heavens and the earth. I can fix that little joker down there. Chill out. <laughs> Holy Spirit ain't like, whoa, whoa. There's no alarm in heaven going, eh, 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 eh. look at this. We've got a problem. Get God. we got to get God. Get God. Got to get God. Come on, dude. They ain't freaking out. What are they going to do when they see you, though? They see you freaking out. They ain't ready yet. <laughs> Leave them down there. Pray. Now, see, watch. I'm going to show you what you do. Praise the Lord. God, you got it. Now, that's faith. I don't walk by what I see. I walk by what I believe. Woo, you're speaking heaven's language now. It's going to work out. And you see, now, praise tells God whether you believe it or not. Worship tells God whether you believe it or not, whether you've accepted the truth of the word of God. Because Thanksgiving seals the deal with what you've accepted. You know what I'm saying? Can I have your phone? Thank you. Hello, you see what I just did? Can I have the phone? Thank you. Thanksgiving shows I received something. If you ain't got no Thanksgiving in your mouth, you didn't receive nothing yet. But if I got, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I got to see it. Thank you, Lord. You see what I'm saying? Thanksgiving means I received that promise already. I don't need it to come to pass. I already got it. Thank you. You see what I'm saying? You say, God, God hey, I thank you. You're meeting all my needs. I thank you according to your riches in Christ. I thank you. You healed my body. Not gonna do, has done. By your stripes, I am healed. Thank you, Lord. I believe I don't care what the doctor said. The doctor, the doctor don't know what I know. You know, the doctor has diagnosed. The doctor don't know what I know. But how come it don't happen for everybody? Because everybody don't know nothing. I promise you right here now, you find in Deuteronomy 28 everything. It's all in the blessing. They want to eat the curse of the earth and put it on people and say, well, this is what you are. That ain't what you are. But if you know what you are, they can't put none on you. You understand what I'm saying? You said, they got, no, I ain't, I'm receiving it. You want to receive it? You receive it. I ain't receiving it. Don't come in my benefit package. Sorry. Sorry. It ain't part of the plan. I, learned, I read the fine print, the paperwork, the book, the maps, the annex in the back. I read the copyright, Tyndall publication. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I read it, NIV, King James. I know what it says. It don't got nothing in there about sick, dead, broke, 
busted, disgusted, messed up, destroyed. Now, look, stuff's going to happen. Well, why does stuff happen? Because there's morons in the earth. Why do you think stuff happens? Some moron comes home one day, don't love you no more. Guess what? Now you got to deal with the moron stuff. Somebody do this. Somebody do that. Life happens. Good things happen. Bad things happen. Bad things happen to good people. Look, be straight. How come so-and-so? How do I know? I don't know. I ain't about to try to figure it out. Just know this. Don't change your theology of who God is because of circumstances you've seen in the earth. Keep your theology and forget about the circumstances you've seen in the earth. Because your theology in the word of God is more true than the circumstances of life. They try to explain it. Some things you can't explain. Some things you don't want to explain. Some things don't need to be explained. Just believe the word of God. Let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, now you better get this now. How many of you want seven? Peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's your spirit and your soul. Only if you cast your care. See, if you still wishy-washy, your care hasn't been cast yet. If you're still up and down and you don't have peace, I would say, let peace follow you. Man, I followed peace. Peace didn't take me nowhere because I didn't find it until I what? I settled in my heart with thanksgiving that God's got it. You are not going to get peace about situations that are tremendously pressure-filled until you understand God's got it in his word and they've received it with thanksgiving. You see what I'm saying? You ain't got peace about that doctor report. Ain't no way. Not until you know by his stripes I'm healed and you received that and made that your testimony. Otherwise, you're going to come in and out of peace all day long. Because today, you believe what the word said. Tomorrow, you believe what the doctor said. You ain't going to have no peace. You go to the bank, try to borrow. I got to get $4.5 million to get this project to work. I got to get $4.5 million to get this process to work. $4.5 I know. Wait a minute now. If you say, wait a minute, I just found in the Bible that this is a God idea. You meet all my needs according to your riches and glory. And $4.5 million is possible. Pocket change for my God. So God, this is the project you put me in, and this is where peace is taking me. And you stand there and laugh at it. Ha ha ha! I win. You ain't sweating in and out. You vacillate because you have not put your trust in Him yet, because you didn't put yourself in that promise. So you look at your level of peace, not to determine whether it's the will of God or not. That is the, that is so stupid. Can I say something? I'm getting trouble again. Fat babies. I made fun of everything. Might as well go here. All right. They say, follow after peace. The peace of God. Follow after peace. Every project I've ever been in with God that was bigger than me, there was no peace to be found. <laughs> it's a total nightmare. It's a whole, it's a total nightmare. You're on the edge of unknown and nobody's there to help you. And you like, peace, peace. I feel like hurting somebody, let alone find out. Do you, you know, and you get some nitwit. Do you have peace about it, brother? No, I ain't got peace about none of it. Are you crazy? This is nuts. Follow after peace, brother. Peace. There's no peace in this project. There's pressure everywhere. Do you feel peace? No, I feel like hurting somebody. Well, what do you mean? Sounds like a great cliche. When you're close to a promise, there's pressure everywhere. Don't look, I'm gonna tell you right here now. Here's Sarno 101. Okay? I'm just gonna give you these, these are like my nugget keys. These are my wisdom keys. If you want to know if you're in the will of God or not, if pressure's there, you're right smack dab in the middle of it. If peace is there, you probably haven't found it yet. Watch this. But after you get into pressure and then you find the peace, you're right where you need to be. It's called you're growing up. Because he don't leave you in calm water to do anything for the kingdom. He puts you in the middle of the rough water and says, stay out here, Peter. See, Peter, you got out here with your... <laughs> this is so bad. Peter, you got out here with my faith. Now your faith's got to keep you out here. <laughs> he said, come. That wasn't Peter's faith. Got that joker in the middle of the water. Oh, no. 
He said, if it's you, Lord, bid me come. He said, come. He got out there on God's word. And then his faith had to keep him there. His faith sank because he couldn't keep the peace in the midst of the storm. Come got him out there. Hey, I'm out here. Whoa, look at me. Yeah, that's what I did. And then all of a sudden, once you come out on the will of God, your faith's got to keep you there. That's where the rookies fall in the lake. Don't worry about it, though. I'm showing you how to do it. I ain't saying you rookies. Understand? Now I'm out here. Now you freaking out. Good. You should be freaking out. And now you got to learn how to navigate. What do I do when I see the storm? Find peace. No. Find the word. And the word that got you there is the word that will keep you there. Don't look at the circumstances because weak faith looks at the circumstances and considers. He started looking at the wind. So he, like Abraham, got out there. He considered not now the deadness of Sarah's womb nor the deadness of the situation, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. What's that mean? Don't consider. Weak faith considers. What do you do? Stay out there and say, God, you got me out here. I'm going to trust in that word. Even though it's turmoil all over, I'm going to find peace. I'm going to cast my care, and I'm going to stay out here no matter what because I believe what you said you can do, you can do. His word will get you out there. Your word will keep you out there. See, he says something, then you got to say something about what he said. Come on, somebody. Help my unbelief. See, you find it in the word. You ever find it in the word, and then you step out on it? His faith got you there. Now your faith got to keep you there. And how's your faith keep you there? You keep yourself connected to thank. Thank you. See, Thanksgiving says, I believed, I received when I prayed. Worship will take your attention off of what? The circumstances and put it back on God. Praise will put your attention on God and not on the circumstances of life. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. Now, you want to see this? I got to give you one. Oh, my God, we got to go. You can play. What time is it? Oh, my gosh. But we'll get we'll get on this thing quick. Go to Acts 13 1, just real quick. Let me give you these and I'll let you go. Are you alright? Come on, I'm supposed to be out of here. Kids got tests in the morning or something. Come on. You got tests in the morning, right? Yeah. Here, 13 1. I know they got stuff going on. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, right? Barnabas that were called, right? Keep going. They were with Herod. I don't even want that one. Yeah, and they minister the Lord. That's what I'm saying. Verse 2. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, they ministered to the Lord. Everybody say ministered to the Lord. They fasted. The Holy Ghost said, separate me, Barnabas, and Saul for the work wherever I have called them. So as they ministered to the Lord, what happened? They got direction. And as they fasted, and watch this. And when they fasted and prayed, When they fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Watch this. That's the prayer of praise and worship. That was the prayer of worship and praise. The prayer of praise and worship or prayer and worship and praise is ministering to the Lord. So how do I minister to the Lord? With the prayer of worship and praise. Getting in the presence of God is getting where you're going to be able to find the answer. Does that make sense? You see that? So as they ministered to the Lord through worship and praise, as they ministered to the Lord with worship and praise, the Lord gave them direction. As they ministered unto the Lord. Now see, they needed direction. But they didn't go in there asking questions. They went in there worshiping and praising God and got the answer for their question not in the petition but in the worship and the praise the petition didn't bring the answer to the question but the worship and praise brought the answer to the question the petition was not even received until the worship and praise was given to God so your answers are waiting for you in the presence of God but when you go in there and start worshiping and praising them you're going to get the petitions that you need an answer but we ain't going in there. We ain't going in there just question and answer time. We're going in there with worship and praise. That's what I'm doing. I'm going in there and praising them. Praising habits. The people of God. It's going in there and you just praise them. I'll show you. David said it. He said this. He said, Daniel prayed three times a day. And David said, I praise you seven times. Was it seven? Seven times a day. 
Yeah, seven times a day, David, David said, I worship you. Daniel prayed three times a day. Seven times a day, I praise you. I praise you. Just go have praise moment. I pray. Tomorrow, set your clock. Just set your clock. I'm going to praise God three, four times a day. Seven, praise him seven times a day. Every hour on the hour. Bing, let some go. I praise you, Lord. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you. Come on, stand up on your feet. I wor- Try it right now. Lift your hands out. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Come on, get it coming out your mouth. I worship you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. For the Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. The Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise Him out of your mouth. Come on, praise Him out of your mouth. You got to praise Him out of your mouth. I praise the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. For the Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. Amen. For the Lord is good. And His mercy endures forever. The Lord is good. And His mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory, 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 glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Lord, just lift your hands to heaven and say this out loud. Say, Lord. Teach me how to praise you. Teach me how to worship you. Quicken me to spend time in your presence. Praising you and worshiping you. And when my praise and worship outweighs my petition, my promises will surely come to pass. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody say amen. And give God a good shout. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You go on home and worship the Lord and praise Him. Amen. We're going to start a brand new series Sunday called Vision. Amen. I'm going to teach you how to get a clearer vision and pursue every promise God has ever given you. Amen. God bless you guys. You're doing great. Love you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.